Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur looking to take your business skills to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Enterprise Now Show. Prepare to be inspired, motivated, and transformed. And now, your host, LZ Flinnard. Can I get a oh yeah? What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to episode 114 of the Enterprise Now podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. This week, I talk with Jesse Cole. Jesse is the owner of Fans First Entertainment, who owns and operates the Savannah Bananas and the Gastonia Grizzlies. The teams have welcomed more than 1 million fans to their ballparks and have been featured on MSNBC, CNN, and ESPN. Cole's teams have been awarded Organization of the Year, Entrepreneur of the Year, Business of the Year, and have won three CPL championships. We talk about finding your yellow tux and what makes you different. Jesse teaches us how to recognize what frustrates people and how to turn that into business success. We also learn about marketing versus getting attention. All right, let's dig in. All right, Jesse, can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah. Perfect. Perfect. First of all, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time out to talk with us. Uh, I know you mentioned that as a game day, so uh, there's a lot going on probably on your end. So uh, for you to take this time out to talk with us, I, it's greatly appreciated. Uh, I'm pumped. Well, I, I treat every day as game day, even when we ha- don't have a game. So I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm in the yellow tuxedo, ready to have some fun with you. Awesome. See, so you're dropping golden nuggets before we even start the conversation. That's what I'm talking about. One one of the first things that I always like to do is to offer our guests to tell us about themselves. Now, when I say that, I mean, feel free to go all the way back to the day it all started, or you can start more current day. Tell us about yourself. You know, I love that question. I think so many people ask, you know, what do you do? And I think the really important question is, who are you? And that's taken me a long way to get to. You know, it's always been about my job, my drive. So I will give you a little bit of what I do and then go a little bit more who I am. And that's really what drives me these days. And it's about impact. But what do I do? Uh, I played baseball my entire life. Uh, when I was a young kid, my father bought a, bought a baseball facility. I was obsessed with playing baseball. Uh, I was fortunate to get a college scholarship, went to Wofford College and tore everything in my shoulder. And that ended my baseball career. And I had an opportunity to go be in the front office of a baseball team. And when I was 23 years old, right out of college, I took a job as a general manager of the worst team in the country. I mean, the worst. Literally, the team was averaging 200 fans a game. The team lost $150,000 a year, and there was only $268 in the bank account. So that's where I started at 23 back in 2007. 
And I realized the very important question I think everyone should ask themselves, what business are you in, but what business are you really in? Most people thought that I was in the baseball business and the sports business, but I realized very quickly that's, that was incorrect. I was in the entertainment business and the experience business. So we turned our baseball games from being baseball to being all about the circus. Our players doing choreographed dances, grandma beauty pageants. Literally, I was in the dunk tank every game. We are burying diamond rings in the infield dirt. I mean, it was an absolute circus. And all of a sudden, everyone started paying attention and became one of the most successful franchises. From that point on, I I, uh, started a company called Fans First Entertainment. And we went to Savannah, Georgia, and we launched a brand new franchise after professional baseball had been there for 90 years. And LZ, it's very important to understand this. We are not the highest level of baseball. There's major league, triple A, double A, high A, low A, rookie ball, independent professional baseball, top level college baseball, and then there's us at the bottom. But here's what's amazing and that we learned. Because of our business model, because we understood what matters most, we've sold out every single game and now have a wait list for tickets in the thousands at the lowest level of baseball. And that's what I do every day. My big thing is fans first entertainment, and we believe we can provide the best fan experience in the world for not only our guests and our customers, but our employees. And that's everything we do. So when you talk about who I am, every day I'm focusing on impact and how can I make a difference in people's lives and bring people together. And that's what drives me. And it's like not knowing what you do, not how you do it, but it's why you do it. And that's what my book, Find Your Yellow Tux, is about and finding what makes you stand out and finding your purpose and inspiring people to do that. So that's that's the long story condensed. <laughs> awesome. That's good stuff. Now, I have so many questions about just that that bit of um intro but i want to backtrack um a tad bit and learn a little bit more about you what do you what what's your favorite thing to do (laughs) i am the extrovert of extroverts as i mentioned briefly i'm in a yellow tuxedo i own seven yellow tuxedos that i wear them all the time every day so for me what do i love to do i love to surround myself with people I love to have fun, man. When I have 4,000 people at our stadium and I'm on the mic and we're pieing people in the stadium and I'm dancing with the players and I'm giving out roses to little girls in the crowd, I love that. I mean, we have a pep band of 30 people that play at a baseball games. We have a senior citizen uh, dance team called the Banana Nanas that dance to Justin Timberlake and Bruno Mars during our games. I love seeing people having fun, seeing people dance and being around that. Um, one of my biggest challenges, Elsie, being very upfront, it's isolation. And when I'm by myself, when I'm alone, I struggle with that because I don't feel like I can make an impact. So uh, that I love wherever I can be. It's being surrounded by people, having fun, making them laugh, and just doing things that are a little different. I don't like to just do the typical nine to five day. And that's what drives me. Now, I have a feeling I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What's your superpower? <laughs> you know, that's a great question. And I think a lot of people say it's, it's the way I look at the world. You know, I, I believe that everyone has something that makes them stand out. And, and look, I look at the world through a different lens. But you know what my superpower is that I think my wife and other people would say? It's hunger. My biggest fear in life is settling. It's just settling with the way things are and accepting things for the way they are. I am unbelievably hungry. And if you look at anyone who really grows and develops, they're constantly curious. They don't get complacent. They're constantly learning new things. So every day, I read about 100 books a year. We also pay everyone on our staff to read. We pay them 50 bucks, 75 bucks, 100 bucks, part of our book club. We encourage hunger like crazy. It's one of our core values. It's part of the fans first way. So my superpower 
is this hunger to see things in a different way and push the boundaries of the status quo and what's normal. Now, you mentioned your biggest fear in life is settling. What Talk a little bit, bit about the difference between being content and being complacent. It's a great balance. And I think uh, you need to be able to live in the moment. You need to be able to be present. You need to celebrate the great moments. And I think that's something that a lot of leaders struggle with. They catch people doing things wrong. They don't catch people doing things right. Every single staff meeting, all we do is we recognize, we talk about the great moments, what we call fans first moments at our ballpark and what they're doing to create those moments. Um, So the balance for me between being content, I think you need to celebrate, you need to enjoy, but you need to always know that you can get better. And I think the great word from a Japanese culture was kaizen, which means continuous improvement and a search for continuous improvement. And that's what's driving me. But I, I don't, I'll tell you this, we learned, we celebrate pretty well after our games. Sometimes we're there at the ballpark till two in the morning, three in the morning, playing kickball under the lights with the music. And uh, I think that's the balance between pushing yourself to be your best, but also celebrating those great moments. Given given that you're talking about your superpower and your hunger and your biggest fear uh, in being settling, how do you overcome challenges? A big thing that we talk about with our people and our staff, and, and just to put in a little more context, two and a half years ago, my wife and I were living on an airbed. We had to sell our dream house. We had to empty out our savings account. We have struggled. We've gone through challenges. When I first started, when I was 23 years old, I couldn't pay myself for four months because there was no money. So we've experienced these challenges and the adversity. Um, but the big thing that we always talk about is doing and then learning. So many people are just stuck analyzing and writing up business plans and thinking about what they can do. Stop thinking, start doing. And that's what we live by because you got to start looking at failure as not as failure, but as discovery. I actually have a discovery journal. What did I discover today that I can be better at, that we can be better at? And when you start looking at failure as discovery and start doing and then, and then learning, as opposed to analyzing everything, you look at challenges and adversity different. Um, we've gone all in. My wife and I, as I mentioned, we lived on airbed. We sold our house. We emptied our savings account because we had this unbelievable belief. And I challenge everyone that if you believe in something, it's worth pursuing to go all in. And don't be afraid of the challenges and adversities. But you'll never know the challenges and adversities if you don't stop thinking and start doing. So that's what drives us. What are your top two keys to success? That's, that's a great question. I mean, you know, there, there, there's a few things I look. It's the lens. Whatever's normal, do the exact opposite. So I, I look at things like normal gets normal results. So you have to look. Are you a me too business? Are you trying just to be a little bit better, a little bit faster, you know, or are you trying to do something different? Better isn't different, only is different. What are you the only one doing? So that's the lens we look at everything. We believe we are the only baseball team in the country that is a break dancing first base coach that does the moonwalk during the games. We're the only team in the country that has the banana nanas and that has a dancing ball boy and that has a pep band. We try to be the only. So whatever's normal, do the exact opposite. That's one piece of advice. And the second one, which has really changed the way I look at, at the world, be patient in what you want for yourself, but be impatient in how much you give to others. Every day, are you focusing on the impact and the value you bring to others? Are you focusing on just your career and your success? My first 10 years in the business, I just wanted to buy teams. I wanted to grow. I wanted to make more money. And now I get more purpose every day at providing value and seeing other people grow. You're either a builder or you're a bulldozer. And I'm trying to build people up every day instead of bulldoze them down. And so those are two, uh, two pieces of advice. Whatever's normal, do the exact opposite and be patient in what you want for yourself, but be impatient in how much you give to others. 
Awesome, awesome, awesome advice. I'm going to switch gears a little bit here. And this question sometimes throws people off, but I love to hear people's answers. So I'm going to throw it at you anyway. If you could meet anyone in the world, who would it be? And what would you say to them? That's that's a pretty easy one for me, actually. In my office right now, I have three custom posters that I've made. And one is of Walt Disney. And it says, Vision, it's kind of fun to do the impossible. The next one's of Bill Vec, the famous baseball owner of the 50s and 60s. And it says, Innovation, I don't break the rules, but I merely test their elasticity. And the final one is of P.T. Barnum. And it says, Showmanship, something terrible happens without promotion. Nothing. Out of those three, they have influenced me in every way. They're all dead, so I've never had an opportunity to meet them. I've met Bill Vec's son. I've met some great people at Disney World. But it would have to be Walt Disney. And instead of what's, what I would say with him, I would really just want to spend time with him. And, and you know, people ask, you know, could you have dinner with someone? Who would it be? I'd like to play catch with Walt Disney on Main Street in Disney World and just see joy and see how he is. Just watch him. You can learn a, a more from watching someone and how they do things than versus that what they say. So I'd love to play catch with Walt. And instead of asking him a question or saying something, I'd like to watch him a whole day walking through Disney World and looking at what he looks at and how he talks to staff and how he teaches people. I think that would be amazing. Wow. I've never heard that answer quite um, laid out that way. So thank you for that different perspective. That's how I look at everything. <laughs> one one of the things that I want to do, Jesse, is is talk a little bit more about your business and what you guys do. Because um, would you consider yourselves minor league or what? I guess what would you consider your your team in terms of level? You know, it's crazy. When we first started, we'd always say, you know, we are professional. You know, we're independent professional because we don't want people looking at us like we were so low. Now we we say it with pride. We are not minor league. We are not professional. We are college summer baseball league. But what's crazy about that is, like I said, we're the only team in the country that's sold out every game. We have a, a fortunate to have a multi, multi million dollar business. And we have a wait list for tickets in the thousands at this extremely low level. So we, are not, we aren't even minor league. Our players aren't paid. They live with host families. That's what's crazy about what we're doing. So let, let's dig in a little bit because I um, have the unfortunate experience of trying that type of business and not quite making it work. So I understand some of the challenges that, challenges that come along with that type of business. How, how did you guys do it? Most people who try to do what you guys are doing don't succeed. So what's different about you? No matter what business you're in, whether it's sports or anything, first question every business owner should ask them is what makes you stand out? What makes you different? And I talk about this at length in my book and find your yellow tux because the reality is most people can't answer that question. So what I knew is that first stop is what makes you different? What makes you stand out? And then have that mirror moment. So the mirror moment is put yourself in your customer's shoes. What frustrates you about the business? What frustrates you about the industry? I had that mirror moment and realized that to many people, and I'll say it as a baseball owner here, baseball is long, slow, and boring. Yet what most teams focus on is wins and losses. Well, if you're focusing on wins and losses in a game that's too long, too slow, and too boring, and everyone else is focusing on wins and losses, you're not different. You're not standing out. You're playing the same game. So we turned it around and said, we're going to play a completely different game. We are focusing 100% on entertainment. And if the team wins, great. But what happens is when you focus on entertainment and the team's playing in front of 4,000 fans, they end up winning. So most teams focus on differently. So we focused on the non-baseball fan. 
If someone says they don't like baseball, I say, perfect, you'll love our shows. We don't even call our games games, we call them shows. So we changed the business model to be 100% about entertainment. And, and here's the big thing, Elsie. As great as that is, we focused on the problems. Also, you know, how many times do you go to a, a sporting event and you get nickel and dimed? Your ticket's 15 bucks. You buy, buy a soda, it's five bucks. A burger is six bucks. A beer is eight bucks. You end up leaving the stadium. You're like, I just spent 100, 200 bucks, whatever it is, if you brought your family. We said, forget that. That frustrates people. All of our tickets are all you can eat. They include all your burgers, your hot dogs, your chicken sandwiches, your soda, your water, your popcorn, your dessert, and your ticket, all inclusive for $15. What do you think of that deal? That's an awesome deal. I, I kind of want to come to a game right now. Is that is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I could take care of you, but we're, we're sold out every game all the way until July right now, which has been crazy. So, But here's the reality. We found out those, those friction points. What frustrates people? What makes us stand out? And we went the opposite way. And so we started doing that. And here's the big thing that most people have challenges with. If you search on Amazon right now, LZ, how many books on marketing do you think you could find? Thousands. Thousands. How many books on attention do you think you could find? Very few. Marketing, there's thousands. But attention, on how to get attention, how to create attention, there's very little. And here's my point. Attention beats marketing 1,000% of the time. If you're marketing nonstop, but you don't have people's attention, it doesn't matter. So when we first came into Savannah, we were marketing like crazy. The all-you-can-eat tickets, we were marketing on social media, we were marketing everyone, but no one paid attention. No one cared about us. Until we named the team the Savannah Bananas, the first team ever after a fruit, and announced the Banana Nanas, and our mascot split in promotions where we threw bananas from the top deck, and people could catch them in their pants, and it was called Banana in the Pants. We started creating attention. At that point, the world noticed. And then they came into our funnel and said, you know what? These guys are fun. And then marketing became easy. So the two things is we understood what made us stand out. We understood what frustrates customers. And then that final piece, we knew how to create attention. If you put those together, no matter what industry you're in, you can be successful. Wow, that is super advice. I, f- I almost feel like I should send you a, a check or a PayPal um, because that, that honestly, Jesse, that is really, really good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. I, it's, it's through trial. It's through trial and error. And we've worked with companies. You know, when I'm out speaking or working with a company, you see them. It's like they're doing the same things as everyone else. What makes you different? How are you creating attention? And then I, I want to jump on that. I know there wasn't a question here, but I want to jump on that. The final piece is, what is the perfect experience for your customer? And we call this Fans First. The name of our company is Fans First Entertainment. Our mission is Fans First Entertain Always. Map the customer journey from the first time they see you on your website to when they talk to you, to when they come to your retail space or they come to your office or you meet with them. Map that perfect journey. We call every single person that buys merchandise or ticket with us and call them just to say thank you. How many times have you bought tickets to a concert or venue and they actually called and said thank you? It doesn't happen because we thought, you know what? That's a great touch because when they come to the ballpark, they already know that we care about them. So when you put those together, you can become unstoppable. So I challenge most businesses. They are not fans first. They're focusing on revenue and not on their fans. And they're focusing on impact. They're not focusing on the long game. They're focusing on the short game to create money. And the great book by Carl Sewell, Customers for Life, realized that the average customer for life, what is that value of the average customer for life? So whatever you're doing, If a customer worked with you from when they were 15 years old, 20 years old, until they were 80, how much would that be worth and how much would you invest in making sure it's a great experience? He owned a car dealership and realized it was worth $517,000. One customer for life was worth a half million dollars. So what did he do? He made his bathrooms like the Ritz-Carlton. He hired street cleaners. He made his dealerships the nicest dealerships in the country. 
And I, I challenge everyone, put that same effort into your customer experience and your fan experience. Things take care of themselves. You know, the old saying that time flies when you're having fun. That's a very popular uh, statement because it's so true. Yes. I, I hate to say say it, Jesse, but we've we've come to the end of our, our time together. Uh, but I know I don't want to let you go. You've already given us a ton of uh, value and a ton of uh, what I call golden nuggets. But I want to squeeze one more out of you. All right. If you had to give the enterprisers one actionable step or tip that they could use and implement into their business today, what would it be? 2016, I started the thank you experiment. Every morning, I would write one handwritten thank you letter to someone, someone that impacted my life. Could be a work colleague, could be a teacher, could be a friend, could be anybody, an author. And I did that and that changed my life. Now I've written hundreds, hundreds of thank you letters. So the action advice, do it for one week. I tell anybody listening, one week, wake up in the morning, write one thank you letter. Start your day with gratitude. Do it for seven straight days. I'll tell you right now, it's the most selfish thing I do because it makes me feel amazing. And the impact it's had on other people has changed my life. So start the thank you experiment just for seven days. That's the actionable advice. Awesome. Thank you so, so, so much. Now, if people want to reach out to you, contact you, um, learn more about what you do, how can they do that? I'm all over. Every day I post something on LinkedIn. I post something on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter. So if you search Jesse Cole, the Yellow Tux guy, or find your Yellow Tux, my website, I also have the book on Amazon, How to Be Successful by Standing Out. Um, but I challenge people to reach out to me. Send me a note. I'll never forget uh, three years ago, I sent an email to Mark Cuban, and he wrote back within two hours. I always love to help. If you have a question, any advice I can give, any suggestions, or just to give a shout out, uh, feel free to reach out to me, jesse at findyouryellowtux.com. Awesome. Guys, I know, again, I say this every single week, but I say it every week because it is absolutely true every single week. I That was just a wonderful conversation with an awesome entrepreneur, successful entrepreneur. So take take his advice, reach out to him, ask questions that you don't get these types of opportunities every day where people are willing to share their experience and their their lives uh, and their business knowledge with you. So take advantage of that. Reach out to Jesse and, um, and, 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 and do that. Not tomorrow, but right now, as you're listening to this, do it right now. Guys, thank you so much for your support. I could not do what I do without you guys. I cannot say that enough. Uh, head on out to the website. Reach out to me. Let me know that we are providing value to you because that is why we exist to add value to you. We want to see you successful. We want to see you thriving. We want to want you to understand your why and, and your what and why you do what you do. So thank you guys so much. And we'll talk with you guys next week. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.